This episode of the Astro Powder Podcast is brought to you by Gama. Gama's Optiflex Pro Manual Gun uses Power Boost technology, which gives you the industry's highest charging power at 110,000 volts and 110 microamps, allowing for faster and more efficient powder coating. We're handing you more power, more quality, and more control. For a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with GEMA. The following is intended for mature audiences. What? Content may not be appropriate for younger children. Hello, all you powder coating fans, and welcome to episode thirty one of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. 31. It's a prime number, Nate. I'm your host, Joe Powder, a.k.a. Kevin Biller, and with me is my esteemed colleague, sidekick, and the ice ice baby while the rest of the northern hemisphere sets record high temperatures, Nathan. He's our powder coating formulator dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're broadcasting from the Powder Coating Research Group studios in Columbus, Ohio. The purpose of the Astro Powder Podcast is to bring the latest news and technical know-how to the global powder coating community. So let's get it rolling. Okay, but before we do... Shout out! I'd like to give a shout out to our June 2021 Powder Coating Kitchen class of Erudite students. Last week, we had a room full of extremely bright people intent on learning the fundamentals of formulating powder coatings. Some were from raw material companies, and some were from powder coating manufacturers. I don't want to name names, but their initials are Gunner, Jeff, Michael, Dave, Steve, Mark, Pete, and Sheila, not only were they uh, an intelligent group of people with a lot of great interaction, they were a fun group. So it was a great class, and we look forward to uh, a long and enjoyable uh, relation, professional relationship with all of you. Okay, now it's time for the news in our Guess What segment. What? It's time for the news in our Guess What segment. What? I said... It's time for the news in our Guess What segment. Okay! Guess what? PCI Mag reports, the latest survey of British Coatings Federation members reveals that UK coatings manufacturers are increasingly concerned about the effects of new UK chemical regulations. Almost 80% of respondents believe that UK reach will negatively impact their businesses with the fear that there will be significant reduction in the portfolio of available 
chemical substances in the UK compared to the EU. Uh, 67% of respondents fear higher costs in the future where suppliers pass on the costs of complying with UK reach. Bunch more numbers here. 19% of respondents are already reporting that EU suppliers no longer want to export to the UK. Uh, the survey also reports challenges for the sector's UK exporters. 60% fear that having to abide by EU reach and CLP rules as a third country will impact their business competitiveness. And more than 4 in 10 reported increased operating costs over 5%, and 1 in 10 citing a figure of more than 10%. Well, Nate, you think anybody's surprised? <laughs> I, it's like, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, sounds like a bit of a mess. It sure does. Okay, and powder coating online reports uh, registration is open for the 2021 Women in Finishing Forum, WIF for short, to be held October 4th through 6th, 2021 at the Embassy Suites South Bend, Indiana at the University of Notre Dame. The forum features a variety of professional and personal development sessions along with networking, team building activities. It's open to women of all job types from the finishing line to executive management. Um, you can find more about that womeninfinishing.org slash forum. It also marks, you know, 2021 marks the debut of the Elizabeth Tesca Women in Finishing Forum Scholarship Program. Uh, it was established to honor the memory of one of WIF's first official members. And it aims to support women in the industrial finishing and coatings industry by expanding their opportunity to participate in WIF programs. So you can apply for a scholarship to cover the registration fees to their forum. Sounds like a good thing, Nate. Help get, you know, everybody at the table. Um, sounds pretty cool. All right. And from Coding's World, um, Axono Bell uh, has reached an agreement to acquire Grupo Orbis, which is present in 10 countries in South America, Central America, and the Antilles. Uh, Grupo Orbis has a consolidated revenue of about 1.2 billion Colombian pesos. And the transaction includes uh, Pintuco paints, which that, I believe, is um, where the powder coatings they're they're like an all round uh, coatings company, and actually, um, their their headquarters is in Medellin. Um, and uh, yeah, during my visit to Colombia uh, in the distant past, they were really they were the company to beat as far as coating technology across the board. Um, they were kind of like uh, you know the old school paint companies that had you know house paints and industrial and everything else. Um, kind of like a, a, a mini PPG uh, in Colombia. Yeah, and this, um, you know, this acquisition also, you know, comes with that Pintuco paints, but also Andercol, uh, Polyquim, which is the resins, um, Mundial, which is distribution and services. So that's going to, um, you know, really expand 
Axon Nobel's position in the you know, southern hemisphere. Yeah, the biggest uh, coatings company in the world just continues to get bigger. Are they the biggest? Yeah, I think this is going to make them the biggest. <laughs> I know PPG was up there, you know, with some of their recent acquisitions, but you know, this is a one point two billion dollar um, um, acquisition. One point two billion Colombia's pesos, which is like four thousand bucks. The uh, no, I'm kidding, but the uh, <laughs> conversion rate is ridiculous. It's like thousands well, this of is pesos to uh, oh, dollar. Oh, oh, that is COP. Okay. Well, okay, it's 260 million euros. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It's no small. It's It gives them a real strong position in that part of the world. For sure. Okay, friends. It's time now for the question and answer portion of our podcast. Do you have a question? Ask Joe Powder. Well, you can ask him. Ask Joe Powder. He has the answer. That'll advance your powder coating. It's the Ask Joe Powder podcast. All right. Our first question comes from Norm in Angola, Indiana. Norm says, hey, Joe, we powder coat formed wire products with 1008 slash 1010 material. Powders are epoxy and polyester hybrid slash TGIC types. How long must we wait after cure to A, test for crosshatch adhesion, and B, before we do MEK rub tests? If we recoat over a thin coat, will that affect the cure time, affecting the same tests? Um, hey, Norm. Thanks for your questions. And let's first talk about the powder coating material types that you mentioned. You said uh, epoxy and polyester hybrid slash TGIC and just for our listeners, I think you're talking about epoxy polyester powder coatings, also known as hybrids, and polyester TGIC products. Um, so regardless of either of these chemistries, the manner in which you conduct the after-cure testing is the same. And I think I know where you're, where you're, you're thinking is with many, if not all, liquid paint technologies – you have to wait some time after the coating has "quote unquote" dried to do testing because the um, the cure continues somewhat after um, the material has been. Um, yeah, I think they say seventy two hours. For yeah, seventy two hours. Some people say a week, um, depending on the, the the chemistry. But with powder coatings, um, you can evaluate the finish. As soon as the parts have reached ambient temperature out of the oven, and, and really, um, you know, you, you just want to make sure that it's not above room temperature. And the reason uh, for that is uh, the entirety of cure occurs in the oven. Um, so the polymers and curing agents used to react, they, they harden um, as, as they progress through the oven, and, and the, the, the cure if everything's done at the right time and temperature is complete. The important thing here is it doesn't continue to cure when it's when it's outside the oven. So but to answer your, your, your other question about the uh the, the two coat, you said a thin coat over uh, a previous coat of uh powder coating, you have to be careful and you have to be cognizant that you have to pay attention to see if there's a complete Intercoat adhesion between the coats, um, because sometimes um, if the the first coat 
is overbaked too far or if the oven is not clean, you can get some fouling on the surface and that can, either one of those things um, can impair the adhesion. All right, and then we got a follow-up question from the same person. He says, thanks again. Now your response raises another question from our sales engineering department. Is there a minimum time to wait to do the crosshatch test after salt spray tests are performed? We test for a few parameters for different customers, namely 96 hours to 192 hours to failure, sometimes over a primer, sometimes over a double-pass top coat. A general response statement would be acceptable. Okay. For one thing, the way the test, the way the soft spray test or salt fog test is conducted, typically, and I mean, this is like most of the time, um, the cut through the coating or the scribe is done before the test panels or test parts are put on the salt spray test. It's uh, not really considered part of the test to do an adhesion test, um, per se, after the test has been run. Um, so, you know, basically, the, the, the test should be, the, the, the coating should be scribed and then put on test and then uh, removed from the test cabinet. We normally check the, um, the performance of the coating, namely the scribe and then the field, uh, whether or not it blisters, anywhere from 15 minutes onward um, after it's been retrieved from the um, salt fog cabinet. We're just looking for the, the panels to, to be relatively dry. And we use a wooden tongue depressor, and we vigorously rub across the scribe. And then we follow uh, the evaluation protocols put forth by ASTM D1654 and D714. Uh, as part of the evaluation. Hope this helps, Norm. Uh, have a great day, Joe. Okay, and our next question comes from Manish in Toronto. Manish says, hello, Joe. I would like to know about a quality checklist of food-grade powder coating as per FDA requirement. Okay, Manish, thanks for the question. Um, and the the most common FDA regulation for powder coatings has to do with incidental contact with food products and it's covered under the U.S. 21 CFR which is a code of federal regulations. It's 175.300 or 175.300 which is uh, entitled resinous and polymeric coatings. This code provides the formulator with a what we call a white list of ingredients that can be used in our formulas and comply with this regulation for contact of food products. So basically, we've got a, a list of polymers, additives, um, pigments. Actually, pigments are on another list as well. But ingredients that we can put in our, our coating and can um, meet this requirement, which this pretty much limits us to either epoxy, epoxy polyester, or certain types of polyester-based powder coatings. One thing that's important to note, though, is not all of these chemistries are created equally. You can't say that all of those chemistries are compliant. They have to be specific 
to that white list and um, your your powder coating supplier should be able to certify that for you. So only the products that are specifically formulated per this CFR 175.300 uh, are considered acceptable. Okay, it's time for a word from our sponsors. Whether you're the shop manager, system engineer, or powder coder, once you decide to make GEMA an integral part of your shop, you'll understand how simple it is to be so productive. For a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with GEMA. Powder Coating Research Group is a proud sponsor of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. PCR is the only independent laboratory dedicated to powder coating technology. We do everything from raw material evaluation, formulating the next generation of coatings, new product development, testing, troubleshooting, training, and consulting. To find out more, visit our website at powdercoatingresearch.com or you can email Kevin Biller at kevinbiller at yahoo.com thanks for listening to the ask joe powder podcast all right our next question comes from david in florida david says dear joe we tried using clear powder coat years ago which resulted in orange peel have there been any advances with clear powders today? Well, David, um, I have to tell you, clear coat powder technology has been around for years. I think you would say it's probably from, you know, soon after they started powder coating pipelines back in the uh, mid-1960s. Um, and depending upon the chemistry and, and the intended use, they can range from a kind of a low gloss texture to a crystal clear, nearly glass-like finish. As a matter of fact, the apex of powder clear coat technology was realized in 1997 uh, when BMW began applying uh, an acrylic-based powder clear coat to their 5 and 7 series automobiles at their plants in Dingolfing, Germany. So... Extremely smooth, high-quality clear powder coatings have been around for over 25 years. Um, and, and not only can you find that type of quality on um, on the BMWs, which have, they've, they've since moved to a different technology uh, about five years ago, but um, smooth, clear, clear coats also are used for high-quality alloy wheels and also bathroom fixtures, bathroom and kitchen fixtures like your taps or, or water um, faucets. The product that you had may not have been formulated for the optimum um, smoothness and appearance, so I think what you probably need to do is, is, is get back to your powder coating supplier or suppliers and talk to them about your, your critical needs. If you want something extremely 
smooth and clear. There are yeah, a handful of chemistries that are available in Kui. I mentioned acrylics, which are high-priced and, and can also be incompatible with other powder coatings, but certainly there are polyester and um, hybrid and, and also polyurethane powder coatings that have been formulated to be almost perfectly smooth. So let's get back to your powder suppliers and, and, and ask them the right questions, and I, I think you'll be surprised um, what you're going to find out. So thanks for your question, David. Have a great day. Take care. Joe Powder. Okay, everyone, before we go, let's fill you in on some upcoming events. Hey, friends, where are we going? To an upcoming event. All right. Uh, in case you missed it last week or last episode, the European Coding Show uh, 2021 has been canceled. They're just planning on having the 2023 event uh in March in Nuremberg. They actually are going to have the, the conference, you know, digitally or, or, you know, I don't know if it's streaming, but they, they plan on still having the conference on the 13th and 14th of September. It's just not going to be attended in person. Okay, so they're not having the the expo. Yeah, the expo or what they called the show. Okay. And then the... Coming up, 13th through 15th of July, uh, is Powder Coating Week. Uh, that's the Powder Coating Institute's week-long event in conjunction with CCAI. That's at Renaissance Orlando at SeaWorld in Orlando, Florida. If you are on the other side of a pond, the European Technical Coating Congress is taking place July 12th through 14th in Krakow. Sounds like a highly technical one. Anything that, that, one, that one's going to be a good one. I think I'm going to miss it this year. Um, the Powder and Bulk Solid show, uh, which is more focused on equipment handling and, you know, powders that are not necessarily specific to coatings. That's taking place August 24th through 26th in Rosemont, Illinois. The Powder Coating Summit uh, is taking place here in Columbus, Ohio, the 22nd through 23rd of September. Uh, the 27th through 29th of September is the Middle East Coating Show in UAE. Shout out to our listeners from UAE. And then... Moving around some more continents here. Uh, China Coat is in Shanghai, November 16th through 18th. And Abra Fadi is in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, November 30th through December 2nd. All right, where can we uh, find the print version of Astro Powder? All right. Um, you, you, you can find the old school print version of the Astro Powder uh, Q&A. In Powder Coated Tough Magazine, and also PPCJ, Polymer's Paint and Color Journal, and a little shout-out to our good friends in the UK. Both of those magazines printed in every issue, so you can take a look there. Um, also, they have them on their websites, of course. Um, and in, uh, Paint Coatings Industry Magazine, PCI Magazine, um, you can find it on their website under their Finishing Flash tab. Take a gander if you'd like. 
All right. You can find us online at astropowder.com. You can find us on any one of your podcast apps where you listen to um, your podcasts. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to be putting up, uh, you know, when we do, do interviews and we might do some some more instructional sort of videos on there. Uh, you know, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube, that would help out because then we need 100 subscribers to change the URL to something custom. If you want to ask a question to Joe, the email address is askjoepowder at yahoo.com or you can call in to our voicemail line, uh, country code one four seven eight two ask joe That's one four seven eight two two seven five five six three. This has been a production of the Powder Coding Research Group. The original music, editing, sound stuff, and the stingers is done by Nick Page. Bend over to the front, touch your toes, back that ass up and down, and get low, get low. And remember, keep your powder dry, my friends. Thank you for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Gama. Are you looking for a solution to coat your most difficult products with no touch-up? Then Gama's Dynamic Contouring Equipment is the right solution for you. Unlike robotic coating, Dynamic Contouring offers greater flexibility without all the programming hassle, while correctly positioning each powder gun to automatically coat your parts. For more information, call 877 877- Four three seven six seven seven one. Once again, that's eight seven seven four three seven six seven seven one. And be sure to mention, ask Joe sent me. Automate it, position it, detect it, code it, complete it with Gamma. All right, and we're back to a very special I'm the Only One Here episode of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. And hey, guess what? Guess what? Another small bonus fact about the music on this show, the music that goes before and after our mid-episode advertisements is from a song I made called Mean Old Boss Man. That was about the time I fictionally murdered Joe Powder for being a mean old boss man. Uh, He's actually a fantastic boss, best I've ever had, and that's why it's funny. I promise he thought it was funny. And I thought it would be funny to use that music on the show when we needed some sort of musical device to switch in and out of advertisements. And speaking of the fictional death of co-workers, let's transition now to a tribute to our esteemed colleague, sidekick, and Evil Knievel jumps the Grand Canyon recreationist Nathan. May he rest in peace. Stay a while and listen. We're broadcasting from the PCR studios in Columbus, Ohio. Just so you know, the purpose of the Ask Joe Powder podcast is to bring news and technical know-how to the global powder coding community. Here we actually got two related questions from a couple of people, so I'll just go through both of them. Why we miss you?
Our first question comes from Ildiko Kiss in Hungary. She says, Dear Joe, we're producing Christmas ornaments, and after cleaning all the small parts, we take them to a workshop, which is not ours. You will be The um, combination of the powder coating workshop, the custom coders, and the um, powder coating technical conference. The European Coding Show is in September. Um, Abra Fadi, the Brazilian International Coding Show, that's uh, also in September. We all told you that that moped could not jump the Grand Canyon. We miss you, Nathan. 